Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. Here to talk about, I want to articulate a little more in depth. I've done this with some other people, but I want to talk about what, if I were designing a card product just for kids, uh, what would I do? I've thought about that. I'm just going to try to consolidate my comments into one episode without interruption and card companies who are my sponsors uh, and anybody could consider that this is one approach, not the only approach, but it's what I would do because I think that the card companies would love to include the younger generation and to make a product, but they need to make money on it. As I think the price point has to be lower, so the costs have to be lower. That's where I'm coming from. Thanks, sponsors. Top Spinini and Upper Deck. I hope you're listening carefully to this, as well as uh, Heritage Auctions, Huxton Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, ComC.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. So could be any sport. Uh, the concept is the same, but in each of these cases, you'd probably need the approval of the leagues and the Players Association. But I'm wondering why they would withhold that <laughs> approval if it's really promoting the game and the cards to the younger generations. I, I would be hopeful that the leagues and Players Association would be a real can-do attitude if one of the card companies came to them with an idea similar to this. Again, lower cost box, still got to be profitable, so you got to control the costs. The way I would do it, I, I would have a huge set. The sets I'm thinking for each of the sports, the real stretch is basketball, but 1,200 different cards in the set. So 1,200 cards, which is really 1,200 different players or celebrities or persons, subjects. So it's about 40 per team, depending on the sport. It would be a challenge to complete. You would need a lot more than one box, but you, if the collation is good, you wouldn't get a lot of duplicates. I think this is more intended for team set collectors more so than complete set collectors. Frankly, I don't think this is a great set for player collectors, and you'll see why in a minute. Even the distribution could be regional. Uh, if there's a team orientation to it, West Coast, East Coast, Midwest, Southwest, whatever, you could have some distribution concept that would be uh, regionally packed out, perhaps. So all cards are identifiable identifiable to a team. There's no combo cards. Every card has a team des designation. There's no confusion as to which pile it would go in. So it's 40 cards for that team and no shortchanging any team that has less popularity. Every team would get the same egalitarian approach. So it's not 50 Yankees and 25 twins. Okay. So no insert cards. Okay. You could put insert cards if you want, but I think that's an additional design consideration. So I'm going to have a standard set that has parallels, no insert cards, no combo cards, no game use cards. That's another asset cost that can be avoided. That slows down the production. There's more to that. You've got to acquire the jerseys or the equipment, whatever it is. No in-action cards. So there's only one card of each player, even the superstars. So if you're looking, it's going to be a challenge to get your player. In fact, finding even the base card of Mike Trout or your favorite player might take three or four boxes, depending on the configuration. I don't know if it's a dollar a pack. It's not super cheap. Well, that would be super cheap. But anyway, you'd have to buy four boxes to get your player. The other interesting thing, no autographs, except, so there will be autographs in the product, but the only autographs I'm going to put in are no-cost autographs. So those autographs that are provided by the player, the celebrity, the subject, whoever's in the set, if they want to sign their cards for free, because they believe in what this project is trying to accomplish, that would be another huge cost that's avoided. I would note that when I was in the Topps fan favorites, I didn't really charge for an autograph. I had a deal with Topps and it wasn't, let's just say it wasn't lucrative. I actually was paid in, I, I got a, a little subsample of some of the cards for, for my collection. So same deal here. Each, the autographers could have an agreement, but it might be that they sign a certain number of cards and they get a few of them to keep for their personal use and they get the, the privilege of being in the set. 
work for me, hopefully work for some of these people. The value proposition here would partly be on the serial number parallels. I have several serial number parallels, including a one per pack. One per pack would mean that if there's 1,200 cards in the set, then if you want to get the Mike Trout one per pack insert, you're going to have to go through 1,200 packs. That would be the expectation. It's one per pack. And so even a common insert could actually be tough. And then I've got an, I'd have another parallel that was one every fourth or sixth pack, and then several other rare parallels according to what the, the company would want to do. Once you get that rolling, I don't want to do every 2,000, every 100, every 10, every 5, every 1, whatever the card companies want to do. But parallels uh, could be interesting with the different, not design elements, maybe color treatments to keep the cost down. The card backs would be written in such a way that younger collectors could not just understand a little bit about the player, but also understand a little bit about the game. Again, age-appropriate explanation. Who's in the set? If you got 40 per team, per franchise, there's going to be a real opportunity to be inclusive, especially in, in baseball. With football, you've got 53-man rosters or whatever it is, so you, you could be very inclusive there. But I want to think beyond you know, to stop at 1,200 cards for football. But again, I've said 1,200 cards in the set. So this is on the order of the 40 man or the total or the complete sets that have been in the past. On the other hand, I want to go beyond that in the sense that I want to include coaches and some of these. I'm not saying all of these, but my candidates for inclusion are coaches, assistant coaches, even trainers, even owners, even general managers, scouting directors, and of course, legends of the franchise, but also super fans. I think another big thing this could be is celebrity fans. Again, this is all team oriented. You can't be a general fan of baseball or basketball or football. You've got to be a Cowboys fan or an Islanders fan or uh, a jazz fan. If you're a, a super fan or a celebrity fan, you got to be for that team. Again, permissions are required because for the non-Players Association members, you get a blanket license for the Players Association, but for these others, you'd, they would have to agree. But if you had more people that wanted to be in the set that you could handle, I'm going to give preference to those who agree to sign some autographs for free to be inserted in the product. So, you know, if somebody is a celebrity fan that makes demands, I'm going to say, I'm not sure, I'm not going to pay you to be in the set. I'm, this is a set that's a pay it forward set. It's to get kids more involved in, in the industry. But if somebody says, hey, I'm willing to sign, then I think that's great. One other kicker is I want to have team-specific golden tickets. I'm not saying whether there's one per team or five per team, whatever the card companies want to do, but they're team-specific. So a Knicks golden ticket is different than a Mavs golden ticket. And that golden ticket would be at least redeemable for inclusion in the following year's set for the lucky collector that would hold it. Since a kid's set, it has to get distilled down to somebody under 16 for this golden ticket. And you have to be a certifiable collector. And this is an interesting thing. I just thought, I don't want to get some kid that has no clue of what the hobby is. And I think that if, if somebody gets it and they don't know if they're not a real collector, then they need to trade it. And they probably trade it or sell it to somebody who really appreciates it. So when Tops or Upper Deck or Panini is looking at the application of who holds this golden ticket, there ought to be evidence on social media or somewhere that this is a true collector, that they're really going to enjoy being in the hobby. It's not just somebody's son or daughter that's a placeholder. My distribution allocations, this is obviously very tweakable. None of this is in cement. I'm just trying to be provocative to get the conversation going with a few more details. But I give 25% to retail, which is Walmart, Target, and all these others, and whether they're blasters or hangers, you know, however they want to configure those. 25% would go to distributors and breakers. And then another 25% to brick and mortar, the existing LCS. I really want to promote them. I want kids going in the hobby shops. I don't think this is a super product for breaking, but Again, the, the breakers and distributors would get 25%. And then 25% would go to direct-to-consumer, again, verified collector kids. 
I don't think they have to write an essay, but they ought to have some evidence that they're a collector and not a bot. There'd be limits to what people could get. But like I said, it may take four boxes just to have the chance at close to a, a complete set. So why would this sell? Will it sell? <laughs> I think it would sell. I love comprehensive sets. So complete set, set collectors might really like it. it. You buy three or four boxes, you're going to get mostly different cards. Team collectors, I think it'd be a real hit with team collectors because they'd have to do some trading. But if there was a break and the break included the base commons, which is very time consuming, then uh, a team collector would love to get the 40, 40 celebrities, 40 players, 40 subjects for their team. And I think you could get some pretty good bang for the autographs of the non-players, especially if it's celebrity fans. If these autographs are a fairly tough pull, that could be an interesting media attention situation of these unusual subjects in the set who have autographs or parallels that, that have no other cards, perhaps. So lastly, how can we be sure that this product will get into the hands of kids, at least initially. That sometimes tough. If it's too good a deal, then uh, these adults are going to swoop in. I don't think that's what the intention is, but by broadening the distribution and by making it not such a great deal, I'm convinced that one of the reasons the uh, price of wax goes out of sight is not because there's more value in the pack on average than what you're paying for. It's that, although that can be true, it's that they're going for the grail cards, for the whales, for the huge cards that are there. And if they're paying to be in a break or paying to buy a box of cards, it's because of the highest potential card they can get. I don't know that the highest potential card, the easiest Mike Trout parallel, as I said, we won per 1200 packs. So that might be tougher, but Mike Trout's got a lot of other cards. You probably will not have big autographs, although there'd be unusual autographs and you're not having any patches or memorabilia cards. That should dampen the investor fervor to give the kids a chance. I don't think a great product for breaking, which is part of the legitimate hype that comes from seeing these great polls. But I'm hoping that the card companies can do something like this, that the players associations would be amenable and that the LCSs could play a big role and that everybody would participate in seeing that there could be a product that could be a good deal without having to be a fabulous deal and without having to be a bad deal. If it's a fabulous deal, it's going to get fully consumed. Uh, if it's a terrible deal, it's going to sit on the shelf. That's even worse. So if it's a good deal, which I hope this is, I would actually, I would buy this product. I think that'd be fun. It'd be, be good to have. It's basically when I go to the Mavs games, it would be including a lot of the people I see <laughs> on the bench, around the bench, around the arena. You know, the super fans or the celebrity fans that are on, in the front row. So the general managers. So I think that would, again, it would personalize the sport and would be uh, something I think is worth considering. So thanks everybody for listening. little pontification here, but uh, hopefully the card companies are working on something and might take an idea or two from what's been said here. More power to them. So no charge. I'm a pro bono consultant. So thanks everybody. Be back again tomorrow with another episode. The man in the house who calls.